Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Do As You Like Movies. I am Dan, and with me is my good buddy, Alec. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, I think the last episode we did was about a month ago. You know, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today, so I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, we're going to talk about some movies we've seen recently. Uh, it is currently the night before the Super Bowl, so we're going to talk about that. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some Oscar nominations. We have a jam-packed episode today. So, yeah, let's let's get over this then. So, uh, to start out, Alec, you finally saw Spider-Man, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, and uh, was it as good as you had hoped it would be? Honestly, it, it was. I When I saw all the uh, villains, I thought it was going to be like 2014 with Andrew Garfield. I tried jamming all the villains in and it didn't really work. But no, it actually worked out better than I thought it did. It was actually really good. I really I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I like and how it, they had... I like how they had different motivations for each uh, villain because they're not all just trying to kill Spider-Man. Well, they, well, because like they, they're all like, like a mad, like when they pull Doc Ock, he's like, where's my fusion core? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, nanobots, even though he should have been confused because he mentions I had Peter and I was like, had him, I was about to kill him. And then I was here. It's like, wait a minute. Okay. Well, and even like you have technology and that didn't process to you that, wait a minute, what the hell is this? You know? And it, the villain, the motivations, I like how they like they didn't change him at all. I mean, even Doctor Strange, spoiler alert, he mentions like, oh yeah, you die by drowning, you get murdered by a glider. But even then, they're still remembering stuff from their past. Like, like Norman uh, Osborn, he's like, what about my Oscorp? It doesn't exist here. What about my son? It's like, oh mm-hmm. my God, throwbacks. And then, of course, seeing Toby, I mean, my God. The the moment where where he wanted where uh, Tom Holland's Spider Man wanted to kill Willem Dafoe and then Toby had to stop him just him looking at him like in the eye he was like I know where you're at don't do it you know I did this and I regretted it for you know ever well and, he did then, say spoilers but yeah this is the movie's been out for two months now at this point so come on. Yeah, but, but yeah, that was probably my favorite scene, just because like if you saw the originals with Toby, you know exactly why he's stopping him. It's because one of those things where eventually, I, I can't pinpoint. I can't pinpoint an exact scene that was my favorite. The movie, just the whole. I think just like after the first third of the movie, where it's setting up everything, once ever like once mm-hmm. the villains start coming in, that's when it really starts picking up for me. Because like you know, in the last third of the movies when again spoilers andrew and toby show up and that is really like the strongest point i think of the movie but overall it's mm-hmm. still i think a lot of fun and i think they did a really good job so that... i also really like how he broke the green go- how norman broke the green gobble mask but well, so a lot of fans a lot of fans complained because in the comics he doesn't really have a mask he's just a psycho or i don't i think he does have a mask but it's weird but i think they didn't like the way he looked in the first spider-man movie so they decided to just let Willem Dafoe and his facial facial Throw expressions mask, take care of everything. So yeah, that's that's where that came from. But anyway, but was it as good as putting it at number one on your list, like you like you preemptively did? Oh yes, year? definitely. Okay. I, I I just knew based on box office, based on everything, all the memes, I knew it was going to be good. And when I went into it, I was just like, "This is going to be a good movie." And then I went into it with that headspace, even though I knew I shouldn't have, but I didn't regret it because it was a good movie, a good long movie, but still. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really feel its length. I don't think, but at any rate, no, I, I, I sat down. It was knocked out like that. So another movie that I recently saw, I saw it a couple nights ago with my uh, grandfather-in-law. <laughs> so uh, I saw it with Jim. He and I, we saw jackass forever the new jackass movie and uh, long story, it's it's basically everything you expect it to be because it's just the exact same you know obviously if you know the jackass lore you know ryan dunn he passed away over a decade ago after the third movie came out and bam margera he i think 
long story short, he got oh fired God. from the movie because he's got substance abuse issues. And so they were kind of like just trying to do that to get him well, to wake up. But yeah, because yeah, I remember in 20, 2016 or 17, there was like a documentary about him with his mom. And like the mom was explaining that like he died, his Ryan died in like 2011, which I yep. cannot believe it's been that long. Um, she was explaining that like, like after he died, Bam went on like a bender, became a suicidal alcoholic, and like she was like crying on camera. She's like, "He told me a decade ago he would turn out like this. I would have called you crazy, but blah blah blah." And I think he got back into like skateboarding in Spain, but even still, still has a bunch of of drug problems because I guess that that death really screwed him up. Oh, it, was it like really shows. But yeah, God, I mean, it, it's come up. I think he's going to be screwed up till he dies. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But not to focus on Bam, but um, you know, the, the, the Jackass movie, I've had to kind of sit on my thoughts for a while because while I'm watching it, I'm thinking this isn't as good as the, the last two or three. I'm debating if I like the first one or this one better. But so my I love the third movie. I think it's the most fun. But the problem is the third movie has a lot of gross out humor that I'm not about. Probably you could make this argument yeah. that the second one's the best, but Jackass Forever. So it shows all the guys. They brought in some new people and they brought in the old people. Apparently, this is Johnny Knoxville's last movie as Jackass because there's a scene in this movie where he gets knocked on his ass and he has to go to the hospital. And it's, I mean, you, he's like years old. I can't imagine he's still keeping this up. They're, they're close to 50, I think. But anyway, so. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, 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 there's a lot of this movie I want to talk about, but it's kind of getting into spoilers. But there's, it's just, you know, again, them doing stupid stuff. And, like, some of the things I thought were really funny and inventive, other stuff I was, like, laughing but wincing. Like, there was a lot of cringe moments in this movie, and I don't want to get into it, but there's a lot of moments where like, me and Jim were just sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're watching this. And that's kind of a, I mean, like I said, it's, funny like i i don't think i've laughed as hard actually in a theater in a while i'm trying to think the last movie i laughed that hard at it's just and again so one of my problems with the movie is that they repeated a lot of the old stunts but either with new people or they just did it again so that was i know the eric they showed in the trailer i know that that prank was pulled i think in the third one but it was like it wasn't for coffee I remember they were hitting him in the nuts, though. They weren't, like, knocking him into the face. Like, they even mention in the movie that they're repeating something from the TV show. And, yeah, but the stuff that is new, I did quite enjoy because it was, like, what's the word I'm looking for? You still there? Yeah. yeah. That. yeah. I, I hope we didn't lose connection to everything. But, anyway, the... um. Uh, but yeah, the Eric Andre prank in the face, I remember, I think it was the movie... Because that was the one where Stebo gets launched up into the porta potty, right? Yeah. So they, I think there's a reference to that, but they don't really. Okay. The there's a scene. It's in the poster of the movie where Johnny Knoxville gets shot out of a cannon. I think they did that in the second or third one, and then that was that was I'm pretty sure in the second one because it was over a big lake. Well, he actually gets shot out of the cannon. He's not like on a rocket. So. Oh wait, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. But anyway. It's, Any anyway, I, I, they do use a lot of the old material from what I see in the trailers. Like like I was saying with the Alexandra thing at the coffee thing, I remember in, in the third movie it would that it would pop out when they went to like a, a concession thing, but hit them in the nuts. Yeah, and not the face. Well, they I don't know if you heard me say this, but they literally repeated the cup test in the from the TV show. And but that being said, the new stuff that they do actually is pretty funny. There's a part where and again, I mean, I'm going to get into what they do. So spoilers if you care about it, but they do a thing where it's like a human bike ramp where they just have a bunch of guys underneath of a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Piece of wood that these professional skateboarders and bikers just jump off of. And some of them actually make the jump and it's really funny, but so. Um, okay. was it to see this? Hmm? Whose idea? Was it yours or Jim's? I wanted to see it, and out of all the people, yeah, no, Emily didn't want to see it, so I was like, oh, that's Jim, so. 
Jim's up down. <laughs> yeah, I asked him if he would see it again. He's like, I'm good. I'll watch it on TV or something. But because there's there is some still gross out humor involving a certain animal, and that's all I'm going to say. But and it's not like animal abuse or anything like that. It's just a also, bodily fluid. A bodily fluid from an animal is used on a person. Let's just put it like that. So, but oh, I was going to ask you when you say it's, where there was cringe moments, was it like cringe as in oh? Uh, this video I just watched, eh, or was it like, oh my god, what the hell is he doing? Kind of cringe. The the latter, because okay, so for in spoiler, there's so one of the new cast members is a woman, and so they're like, oh, you know how women always want to have those big full lips? Well, we're gonna have this woman. We're gonna give her whatever a Botox injection, but it's it's a scorpion, so a scorpion stings her in the lips like four times, and the entire time I'm watching like damn god damn what the hell and and <laughs> the chick is tough though like there's another part too where she sticks her tongue onto a onto a taser and doesn't flinch so what's her number <laughs> no but and then a lot of, they did bring in some new people who did their parts really well i think they were all jackass fans growing up and they do either stuff they found them either on youtube or they did other shows or whatever but the new guys were really funny and they you know it didn't make you feel like oh god this is just like a soft reboot no like they actually the old people are still doing things in this movie and gotta say there's a lot of male genitalia in this movie a lot of it so is steve is steve in this one Oh yeah, Steve-O's in this, and you do see his his private area. I mean, I've seen it before. I'm not impressed. So. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity in this movie, and a lot, and I believe like 95 or 100 percent of it is male. So, you know, but a lot of moments too that make you go, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean, yeah, because it's so it's so weird because like you know it one point a few years ago johnny knoxville broke his penis yeah like he was on a cat so now so now you're seeing and i'm pretty sure i think it was him in the second or third movie who got a brand on their ass that was bam <laughs> that was bam okay i was gonna say because i remember someone got branded so you're thinking but, like damn the the way we're talking about this this is definitely a guy thing like i think there were some like early 20s late teens women in the theater i was in it wasn't a full theater who were la- yeah, probably, them laughing but it's probably their valentine's day gift right i was talking to emily after the movie and she just did not seem phased at all when i was telling her about it she's like why would people do that i'm like because it's jackass so jackass is like a relic from like 2000 to 2005 where like that kind of humor was like god tier is super funny and then afterwards it kind of was like eh jackass kind of kept it up but i think when ryan dunn died that was kind of like their you know where they're kind of like pulled the plug on there is a nice little tribute to him at the end of the credits which i appreciated you know so they don't you know it's not like they bring attention to it and it's a giant bummer you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah so at any rate, I I would give it a solid seven and a half out of ten. You know, maybe an eight. It it's just it's one of those things where it's it, it, it's everything you know it's going to be. There's nothing unexpected about it except for some of the stuff that they specifically do. It's it's guys doing stupid shit. So yeah, I could do that. But you know, I would see it again. I uh, I'm hoping. I think it'll be on Paramount Plus. I think the other three movies are on there. So anyway. I think they're Nick properties anyway. Paramount. But anyway. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. A lot of what they did was funny. A lot of it was a lot. So there was less poop and vomit in this one, which I appreciated because I, one of my least favorite cast members, I'm sorry, (laughs) I highly doubt he's listening, but one of my least favorite cast members is is Dave, the guy who literally he just does poop stuff. I'm just like the British. No, he's not British. He he looks like a California surfer dude. Oh no! Well, who's the one that was a uh, British in the second movie that rode the giant air hose? He's not British. Wasn't 
I swear to God, he's English. His name is Dave England, but he's not English. Oh, that that's right. Yeah. That's so. right. England. I thought he was English for some reason, but anyway. No, he's like a fecophiliac or something like that. But anyway. I don't doubt that because he wrote that saying butt naked the hose in the third or second movie. I can't remember which one. And he was like, I had look like poop. Because yeah, he just up close thing on as it's all cut up and bleeding, yeah. covered in mud. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> there's there's a lot about? of there's less gross out humor in this one, but there's more cringe humor, you know. So if you like Jackass, uh-huh. you're gonna you're gonna love it. If you don't, it, you're not. It, there's no in between. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you're not gonna enjoy it. So that's my that's my review of that. And you just saw a movie too, right? Yeah, I just actually I saw the three thirty showing of Licorice Pizza at the Alamo. How was that? Um, I was like a bit confused, and like the guy, there was a couple that was sitting on my right and they were shocked by the, the, the main story. And I don't blame them, but I kind of know what was going on. It was like normal back then mm-hmm. where the story sent around this kid, David Valentine, he's 15, a month away from being 16. And he, the movie really pissed me off a lot. Because, like, you know what's there that these two characters that's supposed to end up together, mm-hmm. but you don't you know that it's creepy, but you also are like angry at the decisions that these people make. Because, like, so what happens is it opens up and meet the kid David Valentine. He's mm-hmm. 15, a month away from me, because he does mention that he's a month away from that in the movie. Um, he meets this girl her name was um anna anna lee Annaline kane if i remember correctly it was i'll just call her anna because that's what i can remember it was a it was something like that so he meets anna so remember how i just said he was 15 about to be 16 what is she and like anna's my, she's my age she's 25 oh geez yeah so already it's creepy what creepier was she didn't start the whole thing. She was just someone who was supposed to be at this because it opens up the high school. She works for something called Little Toes Photography, where they take the high school pictures, basically. David sees her in there because apparently at somehow it, it, it's explained later in the movie, but the beginning, he tries to tell her that he's an actor. And he has these writing credits, these acting credits, um, and he's going to be very famous. And she's like, okay, ha, 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 ha. And um, he gets his picture taken, and she's like, how old are you? He's like, 15. And he's flirting with her, and she kind of is flirting back. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, pump the brakes here. (laughs) I think 1970, it didn't say when, but I think it was 1970 or 71, because it in one point in the movie, it shows Richard Nixon talking about the oil embargo, which was in the early 70s. So I have to assume it was 70, 71. Um, well, so from what I'm hearing and from what the trailers have shown me, it looks like it's almost famous, but for movies instead of music. It, it, it's it's more. Oh, I think you might have been muted there, buddy. Yeah, I think you muted yourself. There we go. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, yeah, the movie. So the, she's 25 and she's flirting back with him. And he's like, hey, meet me at Henry's at this restaurant because he knows the owner who's a guy named Henry. Ironic. And um, he's sitting at the bar. She shows up for some reason. She's like, it's not a date. Don't be creepy. And I'm just like, you're 25 and you're about to meet a 15 year old. What the are you doing lady and uh (laughs) he goes and he's like i'll buy us drinks and she's like how can you pay for that where are your parents and it's just like okay so you know that he's a child and you still met up with him and he orders them cokes and and they start drinking the cokes 
But the weird thing is, as the movie goes on, you would think David is like a grown ass man because he is starting. He starts two businesses. But uh, he get somehow he gets the money and the loans to start two businesses, mm-hmm. and he, he somehow meets Bradley Cooper's character during the oil and bar, during the gasoline lines, who mm-hmm. was dating Barbara Streisand, and Bradley Cooper threatened to kill him if he messed up his house, and they mess up his house anyway, and it's a weird thing, but throughout the movie. You see, like, obviously he wants to be with her, but she's, like, on the fence. And then there is some point in the movie, I, like, was, like, I actually said, what the fuck? Like, I, like, I was like that, and the people next to me were laughing. So what happened, spoiler alert, she so David wants her in a, in a swimsuit, brown panty, like, swimsuit, mm-hmm. outside his water pool, I kid you not, kids still like water beds. He's so standing in his waterbed business. All these people are in there. It's this is downtown LA. There's like young couples. They're buying beds. Some people are making out there, and she gets and his her, uh, not her brother, his brother, who is there, gets stoned, and she's hanging all over David. Right? She's like hanging his back, and he's like ducking her for this like person his age. She gets really jealous and storms off. But then he circles back and he's really sad that she's gone. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening in this movie? Like, you want to be with her and then you don't. And then she goes off and can and follows through with this acting thing that she's wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And she gets hurt at some point. Not going to say how, but David's is there. He runs after her. And they walk away together. But then they get to a massive fight. And then they split up. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then they end up together. Just, I don't understand it. I was just like, this is a coming of age movie. But a man is still 15. And the woman who at the end of the movie says, I love you, David, is 25. She's 25. I, I I don't get it. So you're saying it's basically just uh, a really creepy kind of like love It's not story. creepy. It's like it has heart to it. You have to see it. Because like yeah. I said, it, it has parts in it like the, like the whole beginning. You are thinking, because I, I think somewhere it said it was partially based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Anderson's life, and I'm just like thinking, wait a minute. So he's he's 15, about to be 16. Oh, also apparently, for some reason, he gets accused of a murder. They bring out this like strung out hobo who's like, that's not him. And then the whole scene just it was unnecessary, wholly unnecessary. But they threw that in just to say that. But he's 15, about to be 16. She's 25. You would think, like, what the hell is this? Especially if the roles were reversed. If it was, like, a 16-year-old girl going for a 25-year-old guy, you'd be freaking the hell out. But I don't know if it's more acceptable, because I know it was a very common for uh, typically younger guys to go after older women, and, you know, it happens. Um, uh, and same thing vice versa back in the day, I know. Yeah, my grandmother was actually 13 years younger than my grandfather. I found that out when she passed away. Oh, my when I went to see her, great. Oh God, and I feel like I my great grandmother was probably 10 years or so. Actually, I can find that out. Hold on, go ahead. But yeah, so like I knew it was kind of common, but like because especially looking back at it from like a 2000s perspective, this is the 70s, so these kids are born like the 50s and 60s. Uh, so you're thinking like, okay, this is just weird. But to them, it was normal. And it's also weird um, because like, you know, they want to, that he wants to be with her, but like he takes steps at, in the movie to like avoid her and just like basically like, gaslight her. And, and she does the same thing. 
But I'm just like, you two are just awful people to each other. And then they end up together. And I was just like, what the hell? But it, it has heart to it. It's a movie you have to watch to believe what the hell is happening in this movie. It has, there was the funniest scene in that movie, Dan, was, so she's fighting with David and she starts dating some actor who came on to her. His yeah. name is Lance. They're all Jewish. Like she's Jewish. Her family is. Anna's Jewish. Rather, her whole family is. And Lance, well, she invites Lance to dinner. And the father who's Jewish asks him to do um, some blessing. I forget. It's a Hebrew blessing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm sorry. I have to decline. I'm an atheist. And he goes, excuse me. It's like, I was born into Judaism. But, you know, my path has led me to atheism because I cannot accept there is a God who lets things happen like the Vietnam War and poverty and death and the Holocaust and all that happen. So they lay, then the next scene, it just shows the father lean back in his chair and then Anna and Lance are walking out outside the house, right? It's dark mm-hmm. out. And eventually he walks towards his car. Anna pushes him and is like, what's your penis look like? And he's like, what and she says what does your penis look like and he goes normal and she goes is it circumcised and then he goes yeah and then she goes then you're fucking jewish and then walks back in the house and starts yelling at her family like how could you do this to me blah 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 and she's like don't don't tear her sisters don't look at me like that blah 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 and i'm just like this just sounds weird (laughs) what kind of conversation is (laughs) Yeah, that, that seems weird, but you know. It, it, it was weird, but it was super funny because, like, the dad's like, get out, I don't want an atheist in the house. And to defend her Jewish faith, she asks him what his penis looks like and then tells him because he is circumcised, he is a Jew. Weird. I, <laughs> I, I recommend this movie. I, it has its heart. I have to, I would watch it again. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's really well paced. I think it's a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. I I really liked it. Okay. I mean, it was a little bit a little bit suspect with the relationship, <laughs> but I, yeah. How the hell is this kid getting money to run a goddamn waterbed and then a pinball business? I mean, yeah, he has some money from acting, but for the love of God, like he's just getting, he's like able to cut like the seventies was a wild time. I guess if you had money, they didn't give a damn what you did or how old you were because mm-hmm. he's able to like get all these buildings. He's able to rent a truck. He's able to, to weird. He, he's he buys an arcade. It's super weird, but it's very good. Um, I would give it an eight. Eight, maybe eight and a half out of ten, honestly. It was good. You have to watch it, though. That's the thing, though. I am describing things that sound so outlandish. And I think that's what Paul Anderson is good at. It sounds outlandish, so you have to watch it to believe it. You know? Yeah, no, I I mean, he's the guy who did, like, Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood, so I know he makes really good movies, so. Oh, my God. To me, it looked... I don't know if I'm going to catch it because it's not on streaming. I don't feel like going out to a theater to see it, but it looks interesting. So hopefully, you know, when I get the chance to see it, I'll like it. I, I hope you do get a chance to see it. Uh, like I said, it was something else. It was an experience. Okay. I mean, it was not any, it wasn't like There Will Be Blood, which was probably one of my favorite movies, not just because it has um, a boy, Danny Day, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very good, honestly. He he's outdone. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, so with that being said, like I said earlier, it's the night before the Super Bowl, so we wanted to touch upon real quick because we're both football fans. I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. You are a New England Patriots fan. Uh, the Ravens did not make it to the playoffs because of a bunch of injuries, and New England got their butts kicked by the Bills in the playoffs. We basically have. We had the same score as we did with Philadelphia, but in reverse. Basically. It was all, all the exact same score, like how bad we destroyed Philly 
in the game before. And then as soon as that happened, came right back to haunt us. Yeah. Anyway, so we thought we'd just briefly touch upon some of our favorite football movies and give our picks for the Super Bowl. So basically, long story short, I didn't really get into football until a few years ago because I just never really, I mean, I watched the Super Bowl every year and I would just pick a team, but I was never really into the regular season. And I'm a guy who likes looking at stats and, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rankings, who's going to, you know, who goes to what team? If this team wins, they go here. If this team loses, this happens, blah, blah, blah. I'm interested in that stuff. So, but I had still watched football movies before then. And I think one of my favorite, so I have two football movies that are not necessarily 100% about football, but they're still, football is a central theme of it. I really enjoy them. I like The Waterboy and I like The Longest Yard. And I have a hard time deciding which one I like better. Probably The Waterboy, but... Waterboy, I think, has more heart in it. I mean, I think like Adam Sandler in Longest Yard was trying to go for more that adult, like, ah, with the boys kind of humor, you know, because it has that that kind of feel to it. Like where Chris Rock is like taking the piss out of everybody. Like, who are we going to beat? The guards. Who are we going to yeah. kill? The guard. Who are we going to kiss? The guard. Ah, oh, ha, ha. You no, know, that think- kind of thing. That was more like the boys and I are watching the movie kind of humor. The water boys just art a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I gave that. The longest yard is definitely, I wouldn't say darker. It's just got a different tone. It's more depressing, I guess. I mean, yeah, because I mean they do have um the death scene, Chris Rock. Um, and and it's just it's the guards are just brutal in that movie. So oh god, well, because they're on steroids. Anyway, so yeah but i also like on a more serious note i do remember watching remember the titans and i think it was either middle school or high school quite enjoyed that one and it has a lot of actors in it that you didn't even realize were in it because ryan gosling's in it so is ethan supley he was the big guy but apparently he's like ripped now and then who else yeah i mean it's it's was 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 ethan supley in american history x i don't know but he's on my name is earl he's the brother I think he was the same guy in American History X. He used to be really, really fat, and now he's like 250 pounds, like shred. Yeah. Anyway, remember the Titans really good. There was one, it's a Christian movie, but it's still, it's watchable. It's it's still good as uh, Facing the Giants, which it's got a message. It uses, it uses football as a, as a, it's, it's a catalyst for everything. So, but it's a movie about faith and whatnot, you know, made by a faith company, which, you know, and I, I'm not hating on religious movies, but this is a pretty decent one as far as religious movies go. But at any rate, I'm trying to think what else there was. Uh, so I remember seeing radio when I was a kid and I don't remember a thing about it. And I've heard that it's like it, a lot of people hate it. So, <laughs> so, yikes. Um, uh, what else? So I haven't. Oh, oh, the longest or what's not long? Um, the Blind Side. That's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I'm just like going to. He actually, yeah, he was he was a Baltimore he was a Baltimore Raven, I believe his name was. It was. I forget the guy's name, but I'm just looking at a lot of these. I like I googled. I googled football movies, and a lot of these either I haven't seen or they're just not good because, okay, so like I know what? Well, so like things like there's a Paterno movie about Paterno starring Al Pacino, it looks like I, and then there's a thing starring, it looks like, is that 50 Cent? Yeah, that is 50 Cent. And there's another one with Kurt Russell that I've never heard of. But then you get ones like, I mean, Rudy's a good one. I know, I remember I remember my sophomore year of high school in 2013, there was an event in my old school in New Hampshire for uh, people you could join. It was mostly for the football team. And because I was on it, uh, we ended up watching um, everyone's favorite football movie there uh, was Friday Night Lights from 2004. Never saw that one. And it was a movie about, it was took place in Texas and it was about this town's like, weird obsession with football like 
particularly high school football. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me because I'm thinking like, yeah, that's true. Cause I remember in like King of the Hill, even they're talking about like Texas football, like, like Hank Hills. Like, I remember that coach would give us those ready go, go pills. We could take on, we felt like we could take on the Dallas Cowboys and he's going back like 30 years in his, his past. So while I'm watching this movie, I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm with all my uh, friends and people there and we're in the auditorium watching this movie. And it was just like super weird because like one of the kids, um, I think his name was, I actually think his name was Bobby. He was the star quarterback and he gets injured, which I think dashed their hopes or if I remember right, because they didn't think they're going to make the playoffs. And then a bunch of the town started like, like the social cohesion of the town just like ripped apart because they started like blaming some, they started blaming like other kids for like his injury. And they're like, we would have gone this far if you hadn't up this and blah, blah, blah. It was super weird. I remember that. And then I remember. I was just going to say, for some reason, Texas fans are probably the worst fan base when it comes to football. And I'm, I'm speaking primarily of the Cowboys because I hate Cowboys fans, but anyway. They're the weirdestly obsessed with football. And I don't know, because like I said, this is moon no four. So we're going back 20 years. So I'm hoping it's not as bad with high school football because like it's kind of weird, especially if you don't have a kid. But you, like, I remember when I went to, to Texas High or something yeah. back in 1990 and, and now I go to every game to support the bulldogs or whatever team their mascot is it's like that's cute you graduated in like 1990 so you're going 30 years you're probably like you're almost to 50 and you're still going to high school games that i hope doesn't happen no more because that's just a little creepy to me like you know it's so if you're like graduated just like five six years ago but to go still go back there a little weird some people just you know they love What's the word? They love football. Cause I mean, so we are Marshall's another one because you know, Marshall in West Virginia. I was about to say that. I was yeah. about to say that because uh I we watched that in 2014 at Hanley, my junior year, uh, because two of the kids on the wrestling team uh wrestled with, they decided to go with football and they actually went to Marshall. And because of that, we actually ended up watching that movie and it was kind of depressing. Yeah, I know the whole story of it, and I, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, the phone call and all that. Yeah. Well, I remember. So, I didn't go to school in West Virginia, but I've been to West Virginia classrooms. We'll just put it, you know, like that, just because I've been around that environment, and I went to local football games and whatnot. This this one teacher whose room I was in for a brief moment, he loves Marshall. Like his whole room is just in and covered in Marshall. So. But anyway, uh, yikes. now that so what I'm saying, there's a lot of good foot. I mean, I think there's far more mediocre football movies because I remember there was one with The Rock called The Game Plan where he has like a daughter or something. And I hated that movie. Uh, I, that's a movie was, I regret. Yeah, was there, wasn't he also in one, The Tooth Fairy? Wasn't that one he was in that was also centered around football? I don't recall, but. There's there's some gems out there when it comes to football movies, but it seems like there's just a lot of them that just have blind faith to a certain team, or just it, they all have the same kind of. It's it's also like it's weird. used as a metaphor for adversity, which I mean, you know, it is what it is. But there's a lot of similarities between all the football movies, and I, you know, the the ones that I really like are the ones that are you know not necessarily focused 100 on football, but you know, that's just well, me. It's also harder. It's also harder to relate to them when you get older, because yeah. like football is like an adversity thing for when you're in your teens. Like, like I when I saw Friday Night Lights, that was 2013. I was 17 years old in high school, my sophomore year. If I watched it now, I'm 25 in my own house. Like, what what, <laughs> what adversity is? is I have to beat the team, you know, well, I have to make the home proud, and then I have to go to college. It's just like, it's the same thing when I was watching Spider-Man, uh, because it's like, I know Tom Holland in real life is 25. So to see someone super young, that looks super young, 
talk about things that <laughs> I remember looking back at. It's just like it can't relate to that anymore. That's yeah. why I really don't watch football movies that much anymore because I just I I can't relate to them anymore. I'm not that young anymore. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where well one movie I did want to see I never got around to but I have read what it's about is that movie with Will Smith concussion where it's all about how a bunch of NFL players had a bunch of mental issues because they didn't have the proper protection and and they didn't have protocols in place in the NFL for player safety so didn't that play at Carmine but we never got never came to our theater like it showed the trailers you know, I definitely saw the theater at Carmike. I don't know if it ever came to the theater or if it did. We, it was there for like a week. So I don't think it did because I remember we showed that trailer because I was still working there at that point and we never got it because that really? happened with a lot of movies. We would show the trailers for uh, and we just never would get the movies. Yeah. That's right. But- My God, that was years ago. That was 2015, 16 when that movie came out weird but at any rate we just wanted to talk about that who do you think is going to win the super bowl like who do you want to win who do you think is going to win i want i want the rams to win and i think they will but if the Bengals get their defense in order i think they have a good shot because they have a really good offense but i think what the Bengals fail at is defense i think they're a glass cannon and I think the Rams, if they can like see that for themselves and kind of get that under control where they can master their defense and have a decent offense, I think they'll be a lot better for it. I think overall LA has the better roster, but I'm rooting for Cincinnati just because, you know, they've been in the dark for so many years. They, they don't have any kind of Super Bowl. And again, I'm not going to be upset if LA wins because they've only got one Super Bowl and it's like from 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. But just, you know, part well, of me was, I'm just, I'm rooting for Cincinnati, even though they are technically division rivals. It'd be a different story if it was Pittsburgh or Cleveland playing. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's one of those things where they deserve at least one win. You know, I feel like Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback. But at the same time, Matt Stafford, he could totally if he, he could totally, he deserves a ring at some point because that guy put up with so much crap in Detroit for years. Oh, God damn, he did. Um, I just think though the Bengals, what the thing that is going to be hard is the last two games they had won, they won by greater thin margin. I think they won in, yeah, they won in overtime against Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes yeah. pick. That's what sealed it. I'm trying to think about what. How did they win against the Titans? Oh yeah, they won against the Titans in a field goal. So yeah, I mean, field goal. It is, but, what it um, is, but I think though that's the thing that's going to be hard is like they were winning by just well there was luck and then there was just um, <clears throat> a field goal. And no, like, I do it was, think it was raised. I don't know what kind of uh, fight they're going to be in for when it comes up against uh, I LA and not, the Rams. I hope it's not boring like the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots where there was only one touchdown score the entire game. Oh, so. oh God. I feel so bad for anybody that gambled in that. Because can you imagine like – The over-under in that game. game. Good Lord. Never clear the spread. Anyway. But I just hope it's a good game. You know, I would – if it comes down to a field goal, then, you know, that would be a fun game. So anyway, be hilarious. But so again, a lot of cover in this episode. We're probably already like forty-five minutes in or something like that. But anyway, the ninety-fourth Academy Award nominations came out. Let's quickly. Well, we don't have to quickly do it. But we can go over them. Keep in mind, we haven't seen a lot of these movies. To those listening, they're on streaming, so I'm going to try to catch some of them, like we did last year. But we just wanted to go ahead and talk about them because they just the nominations just came out. Some of them we have seen them. And a lot of what we're going to base our opinions on is just kind of like a general general knowledge of what we've heard about them, as well as just kind of like our own personal thoughts on the actors, actresses, directors, whatnot. So we'll start. I'm going to skip some of the lesser categories. So best visual effects. It's Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man. I'd like Spider-Man to win, but I could totally see Dune or Free Guy getting it. I would like to win that as well. 
time to die i'm not what visual effects yeah i don't know yeah i'm not sure because i remember the visual effects i mean mostly it was just like explosions for for their visuals for their visual effects so so like I don't know, but I, I don't see them winning that, to be honest with you. I, Shang-Chi and Ten Rings, I can kind of see it because the animation and some of the scenes were really, really good. I saw that with Lily and Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have a hard time thinking because, like I said, they had really good effects, but I don't think they were as good as the Spider-Man ones. See, the thing is, like... You could really tell cgi that category has really pissed me off the past couple of years because like avengers never- it, like a, well it's like avengers infinity war made thanos look really good and he was like the central character of that movie is completely cg but they gave it to first man so that really upset me but i'm gonna like I said, we're gonna try to skim through some of the lower categories but you know you and i care about these but so best film yeah. editing is don't look up dune king richard power of the dog and tick tick boom the only thing I'm going to say about this category is that I have seen clips of Tick, Tick, Boom, and I can see how they kind of interweave the songs because it's a musical with a narrative. So I think that could win it. I haven't seen the other movies. I've seen bits and pieces of Don't Look Up, but I don't like Adam McKay's. Some of his recent movies, I feel like the editing's just been really weird, even though I've liked mm. Big Short and all that. So anyway. Um, best film editing. Do you have a, anything you want to say about that category? Nope, nothing okay. at all. Best costume design. It's Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. My pick is Cruella because I thought the costumes for that movie were really good. But just based on what I'm seeing for Dune, if Dune won it, I wouldn't be surprised. So, what about the West Side Story? I, I've only seen the trailers, but. Everyone's. I've seen West Side Story before this movie, so I don't feel like I need to see it just to rehear the same thing. Um, but from the trailers, what do you think of West Side Story? So my my whole thing is I I actually really do not like the first West Side Story movie. I'm a, I think that movie is boring as hell. But yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, I've already seen that so... the, the original. So like, why, why would I bother watching just another West Side Story? And I respect Steven Spielberg. I know he like made the movie out of love for it, but it's just, I, I don't really care. So I, my pick is Cruella yeah. for that. But makeup and hairstyling. So we got Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. I think the only reason House of Gucci is on there is because of Jared Leto and his makeup for that movie. So, but... That's what I'm, th- and then I honestly I, I I think it'd be cool if Coming to America did it because you know they had Arsenio Hall play an old not Gypsy what's the word I'm looking for an old like uh, voodoo fortune teller woman I think so that was pretty funny but you know if if Eyes of Tammy Faye or Dune won it I wouldn't be surprised so okay fair enough fair enough cinematography. Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. I haven't seen any of these movies, but from the clips that I've seen of Tragedy of Macbeth, it looks like it has a very distinct cinematography style. But if West Side Story got it, I mean, it's Spielberg and it's a musical, so that wouldn't surprise me. I I, I can I can agree to that. I haven't seen the trick uh, the clips of Macbeth though, but I mean. Steven Spielberg is very, very good at adapting musicals. So I can see him. And you know what? He probably has John Williams doing the Mm -hmm. uh, score too. Let's be real. So I'm going to skip these ones just because I don't really have anything to say about them, if that's cool with you. Best sound, production design. I I don't, I haven't, I, I have nothing really to say about that just because, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really say anything about the sound. So, I mean, No Time to Die is nominated for Best Sound and eh, Best Production Design. I haven't seen it, so. I I guess. But Best I mean, Original Song. <laughs> best Original Song. It's a good movie. It's about Oscars. There's um, 
so okay best original song the no time to die title track by billy eilish is there some and there's also a song from encanto and there's one from the richard jewel richard jewel king richard movie with will smith by beyonce so watch beyonce fans freak out if beyonce wins an oscar oh she's I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. I think she's talented. I'm just not a huge fan. So I don't know. I don't understand. I thought it was just a joke online that people were like Beyonce fans, but I I don't get it. They're the same people that are now into Doji Cat. <laughs> anyway, so I, best original song. I don't really have a dog in this fight, but you know, the last two Bond movies were nominated and they got it. So, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Anyway, mm-hmm. best original score. I'm going to skip that one just because I have not seen any of the movies. I can't really say anything. And again, short films, animated and live action. Haven't I, I have no dogs in those fights, nor do I have dogs in the fights of documentary or documentary short subject. Short subject. Let's take a look here. Best animated feature film. So actually, this is one of those years that I didn't see. The Pixar movie that came out, I didn't see. I haven't really seen any animated movies this year. Geez. That I can think of. I haven't. So Encanto is nominated. So is Luca from Pixar. Raya and the Last Dragon. And there's also The Mitchells versus the Machines, which is like a Sony thing. I think it might be on Netflix. And there's also one called Flea, which I think is a short documentary. Yeah, it's an animated docudrama film. I haven't, I don't really have, I haven't seen them, but you know, that's just Mm. out of all these picks. I mean, Disney's going to win it, I believe. So it's just a matter of of which one is it going to be? I doubt it's going to be Raya and the Last Dragon. It'll probably be either Luca or Encanto. I have to imagine Encanto. Yeah, probably. Adapted screenplay is Coda. I don't know. It's based on an original, the original motion picture. It's a French film. It looks like. Drive My Car, it's based on a Japanese story. Dune, we all know what that's based off of. There's one called The Lost Daughter, and there's The Power of the Dog. It's based on, these are both based on novels. Adapted screenplay, I don't really, again, I haven't seen these ones, so I honestly have no idea who's going to win that one. I'm going to assume Dune. Probably. Best original screenplay, there's Belfast. Uh, That's a Kenneth Branagh movie. Don't Look Up, Adam McKay. King Richard, Licorice Pizza's on there, and The Worst Person in the World. I have no idea what that is. I mean, do you feel like Licorice Pizza is worth best original screenplay? I do, just because, like I said, you're creeped out, but then you grow, it kind of grows on you, and you kind of forget about the age thing, and then you just get pissed off at their decisions about what they do to each other. Because they obviously like each other, but they keep gaslighting each other because they're trying to avoid it the entire movie. And you're just like, we all just like kiss or something? Like, damn. Like, so, David, Jesus, come on. You, you, you grow, you, they grow on you for some reason. Like, I don't get it. It's, it's very good at manipulating you. Or your emotions more like, more rather. I just looked it up and Paul Thomas Anderson has been nominated. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five times now for writing. And I don't think he's ever won one. So he, I hope he wins for this one because like I said, you are manipulated emotionally by this movie because you, you know, it shouldn't work out. But then you want it to work out because of, of what they do to each other. You just get so pissed at their choices. Fair. Like, you're like, oh, well, stop flirting with him. David, stop ducking her and just make out for the love of God. <laughs> Even though you're really thinking about you really shouldn't be thinking that, but you're just like, you're just like, stop being so awful to each other. I mean, Jesus. Like, seriously, like they're so bad to each other in the movie. <laughs> so Best supporting actor. Well, well, we'll, yeah, we'll do the actor first. Again, I haven't seen any of these performances, so sorry, people, but I'm just going to go based off of how I like the actor, how well I know that their abilities are, and from what I've heard, just based off the press. Syrian, I think that's how you say his name is Heinz uh, for Belfast. I've seen the trailer for Belfast, and he looks like a pretty 
I don't know. It, it seems like a pretty emotional movie that he seems to be the anchor in. So there's that. There's one, a guy, Troy Kotzer from Coda. Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog as well. This category, just based off of what I've heard and how the Academy has voted in the past when I don't know who the clear winner is, it could go any, any way, but from what I've heard, it could, pro- it could be Syrian Hines or it could be Jesse Plemons. That's probably, if you had me bet money, I'd probably say the one of those two. I would have to go with Netflix is going to win. Netflix. <laughs> so probably the power <laughs> of the dog. That's, that's Jesse Plemons. So. Yeah. Best supporting actress. So Jesse Buckley, the lost daughter. I hadn't even heard about that until the nominations came out, so I apologize to anyone who's seen that and really loved it. Is that the movie with Anthony Hopkins? No, it's not Anthony Hopkins. Never mind. No. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog, and I'm going to see how if I can pronounce this. And Janelle Ellis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm probably not. I'm sorry. As for King Richard. Again, I'm not sure who the clear winner is, but I've heard really good things about Kirsten Dunst in this movie. So I'm gonna have to go with Judy Dench just because I know her a little better. <laughs> so best actress, I feel like I have a little bit more. I feel more strongly about this one just because, again, from what I've heard, what I've seen, I've seen clips, I've seen trailers. So there's Jessica Chastain for the Eyes of Tammy Faye. And then there's Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. I can't talk. Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos and Kirsten Stewart for Spencer. I, I feel like I know who's like, if you had me bet money on it, I would tell you it's going to be Kirsten Stewart for Spencer. Oh, I was agreeing you with Stewart. Yeah. Nice. So I kind of hoped that Lady Gaga would have been nominated for this category for House of Gucci. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I've seen clips from Spencer, just like a few clips. And just from what I've heard, she gives a really phenomenal performance. So yeah, like there's male writers. Yeah. I've heard, like I've seen a clip where she basically takes off her pearl necklace and drops in her soup and starts eating it and starts choking. And it's like really intense to watch. And you're like, what the heck is going on? But anyway, so I feel like she's going to be the winner, but if Jessica Chastain gets it, probably wouldn't be surprised. That's just my opinion. So, mm. but anyway, best actor. This is an interesting category just because I wouldn't be upset if any of these people, just based on knowing them and, you know, I like them all as actors, I wouldn't be upset if any of them won. But the three that have, there are three people in this category who have never won an Oscar that I think would be cool if they did win one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but so I know out of the two that have already won an Oscar, so there's Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos and Denzel Washington for the Tragedy of Macbeth. They're both nominated. I've heard really good things about the Tragedy of Macbeth. I haven't seen it. I think it's on like, is it on Prime or Netflix? It's, it's on some kind of, oh, it's on Apple, Apple TV. I'm not paying for that. And then there's Will Smith, King Richard. That's on HBO Max. I think I have to like, yeah, I'm going to need to watch that. And then there's Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. That is on Netflix. And Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. I feel like all these movies are on streaming, so I'm going to have to watch all of these. So, I again, we just wanted to talk about the Oscars. But from what I I've heard... Netflix. Go ahead. I bet Netflix is going to win. Well, The Power of the Dog and Tick, Tick, Boom are both on Netflix. So I, I've heard really good things about Benedict Cumberbatch, but at the same time, Andrew Garfield is a phenomenal actor, so I wouldn't be surprised if he won to. My favorite movies this, these past few years. Hacksaw Ridge or um, Silence, yeah. Both those. Uh, yeah, so he, he's, he's done real well for himself. At the same time, I feel like if Will Smith got it, it'd probably be a... Uh, I wouldn't say a. I. He. I would think it wouldn't be for specifically that movie because he's given a lot of good performances throughout the years. I feel like it'd be kind of like when Jeff Bridges finally got an Oscar. You know what I mean? And yeah, same thing like Leo DiCaprio. It's like it's not the movie you thought he was going to win the Oscar for, but he got it, and you're happy for him. Yeah. Like, if Will got it for this, 
yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I love Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Same thing when Leo DiCaprio got it. I was like, he should not have gotten it for Revenant. He should have gotten it for Wolf of Wall Street, but sure, why not? <laughs> Same thing with Django, <laughs> I thought, but he wasn't even nominated, I don't think, for Django. But anyway. I, I don't know. I think, I think the cast and crew, they, they were like, just giving him dirty look the whole time if he won that Oscar. <laughs> right. So then best director, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Ryusuke Hamaguchi uh, for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Champion, Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Wait, if you, if you maybe, go ahead. What was it for Licorice Pizza? I didn't hear the name. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, oh, direct. Oh, duh. I'm just blind. I'm deaf. Never mind. Sorry, anyway. I talk, I'm talking fast, but honestly, I feel like it's going to be is. either Steven Spielberg or Jane Champion just because. Again, I've heard really, really good things about the power of the dog. And also Spielberg, I think, won the Golden Globe. So, And also, they're more well-established. I mean, more people will be more willing to go see a Spielberg movie over an Anderson movie because they're like, how many Anderson movies can you name? Uh, maybe one or two. How many Spielberg movies can you name? Probably seven or eight just off the top of your head. So the one who won Sorry. last year, Chloe, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, that was a very well-directed movie. So I'm just, because of, I think it's less about how good the movie is and how good, like, because this is the directing category. It's about how well are they as a director. And Steven Spielberg is one of the best directors of all time. And so mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if he got it. I feel like he should have got it for Lincoln when he was nominated for that. But that's just my opinion. So I, I agree. Lincoln was a fan long fantastic movie it's a wonderful movie but anyway so i i'm not going to pick best picture because i haven't seen them all but because i haven't seen how did nightmare alley get nominated that's guillermo del toro that came out like a couple months ago hey is that the Wendigo? is that the thing where the the wendigo nightmare alley it's like a horror movie neo-noir psychological thriller i the only Guillermo del Toro I remember seeing a commercial for was something had to do with a Wendigo. I don't know if that's the same movie or not, but yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, those are the nominations. Uh, wait, did I even say all the movies that are nominated for Best Picture? I don't think I did. Oh, you, you got stuck on Guillermo del Toro. Sorry, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I can tell you right now, I don't think West Side Story is going to get it, and I don't think Nightmare Alley is going to get it, and I don't think Don't Look Up is going to get it. I think it's maybe Dune or Licorice Pizza, Dune. I don't think Licorice Pizza is going to get it, but... You never know. Just based on how the Academy likes to do it. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Don't Look Up is going to get not. I do think it's a pretty safe bet that Don't Look Up is not going to win because just based on the fact that it, like it has a rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't even know why it's in there. But yeah, the Academy hates it. It's more if the audience likes it, the Academy doesn't, it's probably not going to win. I think Dune is a very safe choice to say, yeah, more than likely. Well, I feel like the safe choice would probably be like Belfast, yeah, Dune, or King Richard. Or about Power of the Dog. Probably. We need to watch those movies on Netflix. You got Netflix? Yeah, I have Netflix. I'll have to I'll have to watch. I'll start with Don't Look Up and work from there, because I like Leo. I like Leo. I've, and I've also, I really like Jonah I've seen enough of Don't Look Up just by reading about it and looking at clips on YouTube and my brother saw it and he told me about it and I, I don't think I'm really going to actually spend my time watching it. That's just me. I, I'm going to have to see because if it's... I've heard it's mixed. Some people are like, oh my god, this is an important allegory for, for government corruption. And, and global warming and yeah. Other people say, hey, this movie just straight up sucks. So I I've heard that the movie's heard, very preachy, which I can see it. So yeah, I mean it has Joan Hill in it. <laughs> so <laughs> at any rate, those are the Oscar nominations. I know this is kind of a long one. We did a lot. Oh my god, Death on the Nile already just came out. Jeez. What's it? Death on the Nile. 
Oh my god. How did is that, that already the, happen? The Christie reboot? It's it's the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. I didn't realize that was already coming out. Yeah. My mom uh three Christmases ago got the collection of the originals because they're all based on Agatha Christie's uh, from like the 70s, 80s, around there, I think. Mm-hmm. Those are what they're based on. Like, those were all her. Damn, Death of the Nile. I wonder if uh, wonder if my mom has seen it yet, because I, I might want to go see that uh, with her at some point if I if she, she was supposed to come up here at some point. If she actually does, I might try and take her to see that, because she does like Agatha a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, those are the Oscar nominations. That's what we thought of Jackass, Licorice Pizza, and some football movies. We kind of packed this in. You know, we're, we're busy with our lives, and we, we love doing the podcast. It's just not going to be an every week kind of thing that we've been doing. We try to do in the past, so. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah we're but, older. Not like we can just plop down and like, yeah, let's do it. No, yeah, we, we have responsibilities, and work is getting super busy, and but you know it is still fun to hang out and do this so we we do appreciate if anyone's listening we do appreciate you listening and yeah we hope you all yeah i guess what we're going to do is we're going to try to watch these movies that are nominated for oscars give us our thoughts i mean you already saw licorice pizza and and we yeah we've seen some i saw corella we saw spider-man we saw no time to die but you know the movie's nominated for best picture i think majority of them are on streaming which i think is a that might be the the way of the future now but we'll see and so Richard Gervais was right. Yeah. You, Netflix one. You, here you go. <laughs> anyway. So, but yeah, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good rest of your day. I am looking forward to seeing the Batman soon. So hopefully we can talk about that. So. I will be getting a haircut here. Don't worry. <laughs> all right.